Well, good morning. It is so great to have you with us on this Good Friday when we remember the day that Jesus died on a cross for our sins. And uh, I want to start today just reading a scripture that captures the essence of all that happened in the life of Jesus that weekend. A well-known verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And that's what today is all about. That's what this weekend is all about. We're going to enjoy a moment of worship as Tanya leads us in a worship song. And then I want to share with you just a short message about the happenings of today. Let us pray. Father, it is so good to be in your presence, Lord. And even though we are scattered in many parts of the city, many parts of this country, of this nation, many parts of the world, thank you, Father, that in you, because of your Spirit, we are one. We are together. And so, Father, I pray your blessing upon this time together. And I pray your blessing upon every household that is joining us today. In Jesus' name. Amen.
call it Good Friday. But that Friday was a horrible Friday. And what makes today a Good Friday is because we know what happened. We know that it is finished, as we've heard today. That dying breath brought us life. And I, w- I want to read a passage of Scripture that describes the death of Jesus. But it was written over 700 years before the event. I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 1 onwards. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, There is no beauty that we should desire Him. You know, after they were finished with Jesus, after the beating, when they hung Him on the cross, if you were to look at Him, there was no beauty in Him. He he wasn't a, a clean body hanging on a cross like we see in so many crucifixes and paintings. He was actually a bloody mess after they were finished with him and that's exactly as it was prophesied verse 3 he is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we did not esteem him surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken by God and afflicted. Wow, this is such a picture of that day when people shouted, crucify Him, when they wanted nothing to do with Him. And as He hung on that cross, many mocked Him. And they considered if He was a man of God as He claimed to be, well, then He must have been rejected by God, forsaken by His God. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. The prophet was seeing this into the future. Today we praise God because we look back at what happened. And this is exactly what he did for us, what he achieved for us. It is true that eventually we all die in this planet. Everything has a beginning and an end. A time to be born and a time to die. But now, how many of us have been spared from an early death? Or spared from serious illness because of His intervention? And even those who suffer and die, they find complete restoration in His presence. Because... On the cross, Jesus opened the way for us to be with Him for eternity, completely and utterly healed, completely and utterly forgiven and restored, spirit, soul, and body. Verse 6, We all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed 
and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. Jesus took and he paid the price of our sins and our transgressions. He carries on and he says, And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. They killed Jesus, but they could not point to any crime, to any violence. Nothing wrong had he done. He died with the wicked. He died with criminals by his side. But he was buried in the tomb of the wealthy Joseph of Arimathea. He was buried, died with the rich. Verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Listen, the death of Jesus was not a victory for Satan. It was a victory for God. It was the Father and Jesus working together at that cross for the salvation of mankind. In verse 8 just now, I read... As the prophet asks, who will declare his generation because he was cut off? In other words, no descendants. In other words, where is his offspring? And yet the answer is here in verse 10. He shall see his seed. Because of his death, so many others will become children of God. So many others will be joined to his family. Hallelujah. And so, the only begotten Son of God becomes the firstborn Son of God, as so many of others were now able to be born into the family of God. Verse 11, He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. It says in Hebrews 12, that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. And this was his joy, to see the labor of his soul, to see so many justified. And you and I are part of that today. We are part of that labor of love that he did on that cross that day, so that you could spend eternity with him. Verse 12, Therefore, I will divide a portion with the great, And he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. This chapter describes the suffering and the victory of Christ. Today, we remember the suffering of Christ. The Bible says that Christ was sacrificed 
to take away the sins of many people, Hebrews 9.28. This one sacrifice was enough to pay for all the sins of humanity. The word says that he sacrificed for sins once for all when he offered himself, Hebrews 7.27. John the Baptist declared, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's in John 1, 29 and 36. So, his suffering had purpose. It was not in vain. It had purpose. As tragic as it was, it was going to accomplish something. And that is why this tragic Friday can be called Good Friday. Keep the scriptures in mind as you spend this day remembering the events of that day. From about midday, there was darkness upon the earth. And around 3 p.m., Jesus died. Take some time and read the accounts of the crucifixion in the Gospels. Just one final observation in closing. In verse 12 of Isaiah 53, I read just now, it says, He bore the sins of many. In Hebrews 9, 28, it says, Christ was sacrificed to take away the sins of many people. This is disturbing. This is alarming. This is a sad statement. Because even though it says in chapter Isaiah 53, verse 6, that he laid on him the iniquity of us all. Notice it says he bore the sins of many. Not all. Not all have been justified. Why not? Because of that opening statement in verse 1 of Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? In other words, who has believed our message? Who believes what we've heard and what we've seen? So many hear the message, but do not believe. Those who believe, man, their sins are forgiven. They are justified. I have believed, and now I preach. Have you believed? Are you one of the many whose sins have been taken away? Believe the message. Believe the report. Believe in Him and be saved. And share this message with others that they too might believe. Today, we remember the suffering of Christ. Hey, it's Friday, but Sunday is coming. So join us on Sunday morning. As we continue and we conclude the events of this week. And as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Let us pray as we close. And then we shall meet again on Sunday morning. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. That you agreed with the Father. And you partnered with the Father. For the events that we remember this day. That you gave your life. To pay the price of my sins, of our sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise and we worship you today. Amen.
Amen. Enjoy this day. See you Sunday.